a 30-day challenge uh, to go live every day at 12, Monday to Friday. So yes. every weekday month uh, at 12. Um, today, we are talking about... What are we talking about? We should do our intros. Okay, let's do our intros. <laughs> My name is Neil Arte Evans. And I am Nana Evans. And this is For Evans Sake Daily, bringing you the new cycle from a parenting perspective. Yes. Um, couple, A few things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, obviously, do. for a lot of parents out there, um, it's a bit of a staggered start back to school. Exactly. Some some children are going back to school today, which feels a little bit premature. It, it feels, yeah, it feels a bit harsh. Yes. It feels a bit harsh. That's how they're doing it. So from so yesterday a warning was actually issued um through the Department of Health. Which was to say that uh COVID and flu is on the rise. Do you remember COVID? COVID ain't left. So to not send your children back to school if uh-uh. they are feeling poorly. Yeah, well, the, this was a warning that they issued did, out. But did they give like symptoms? No, it was literally if they are if they seem to have cold or flu like symptoms. Because you know, usually with a cold, you could still send your child into school. But we're in cold and flu season. Yes, so they're saying keep them at home. Do not send them into school. Listen, if my youths are watching this, it's not happening. It's not happening. You're With getting me, to school. Anyway, it's a bit like, okay, so keep them at home. And then what about all of the other provisions? So work. You know, the, the, you know what the thing is now, though? Because what COVID did do, it allowed schools to put into place learning from home. Mm. And so it's very easy, obviously, at the end of last year when we had the snow, it's very easy for them to turn around and say, snow day, however, log on. Yes, and so yes. from their perspective there's a feeling of like, it's not a lost day. We're doing something the children are learning, but you know, it's debatable. Okay. Yeah. Children are learning, but what about if I have to go out to work? So I have to then take sick days. Charlie, that's your problem. Well, this is the thing. This is where I I think in these types of conditions, there needs to be extra government provision to help families that now were really in this crazy flu because it's not normal flu. It's like people are having persistent no, it, coughs. Yeah, it, it is quite serious. Yeah. crazy different types of colds that aren't leaving for like two weeks. It's It's been a bit mad. Like there's definitely something else out there as well as COVID and a standard flu. So we need a little bit more help. We need some monetary help. <laughs> how's, how's, how's money going to help? Like, so they say... Uh, the kid has to stay to school and then you want them to be like, but because the kid had to stay. So basically you want to be paid for looking after your child. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I I actually, wow. I actually do think that there's a real argument for that to be implemented. <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, one could argue, I would say that the, when we were going through COVID, um, the amount of interaction and the amount that we had to be involved with the online learning. What I didn't understand was, is why, because they were just setting work and then leaving them to it. But I didn't understand why the teacher couldn't be available on Zoom during school hours. Yes. That didn't really make any sense. Um, so, and you know, I feel like we put in a shift. Yeah, all the time. I think a lot of a lot of the parents we all put in a shift and uh, I would like to be back compensated for that. <laughs> I would like to be back compensated. But yeah, so anyway, so there's that. Um, the other thing that caught um, my eye in the news yesterday was Jermaine Defoe mm. has announced his divorce from a lady called Donna Tierney. And they've been married since July. Yes. Spent yeah. 200 
grand on the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's no more. And my, I guess my old school African sensibilities kicked in and I, and I was, I'm, I, you know, hands up. I was probably a bit judgmental and I just thought this is really reckless behavior, but specifically because both of them have children from previous mm-hmm. relationships and so my question is, 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 and obviously I am absolutely, well, we are absolutely the most least qualified people to talk on this. Um, and so I'm hoping that you guys watching will also chime in because I'm just like this from, from an outsider looking in, this feels like reckless behavior because, you know, allowing your children. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because to, it's like, you've gone into what could be seen as a bit of a whirlwind relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, quite quickly and then got married without the substance of um, time yeah. as well yeah. to, and knowing each other. And that's a hell of a lot of money to spend and then it end very quickly. But I do think there is a recklessness to it. I, I will. I, there was something that um, Aaron from Raising Boys to Men did say, which uh, I think it was, it was during our, when we did the live last year at uh, the Barbican for mm-hmm. your aunties. And he was talking about the how you spend that time so you could be with somebody for five years but be seeing them on weekends yes or you could be with somebody for six months and see them absolutely every day yeah and so there is that to to take into account but if i'm being honest i don't know if i'm 100 sold on that there, there still does feel like an air of recklessness no i think well it's you fall in love and there is that extra serotonin that comes in and those hormones are swelling. And they say that those hormones last for like two years, mm-hmm. which seems to be the span of these two relationships. Yeah. So actually it is like, yeah, you can stay committed. You could be engaged. You could like set up your lives, but get past that two week, two year mm-hmm. kind of interactions with each other before mm-hmm. you're entering into marriage. I would, was there any counseling? Like there's so many different things where you'll find out we're not really compatible. But to run in and just jump into we are going to be married, blending families to then end like five months later, to me, I think is reckless. Yeah, You can have a relationship, it's cool. But I just think once you add in that extra step with children that are like, you know, but both of their kids are are not that old. They're between nine and 12. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just and, and, it's and just those are really full. those are really impressionable ages. As I well. think so. I think so. I, I this could be being very judgmental, but I yeah. do think that I, I do think there is something to the sanctity of marriage and taking it seriously. Oh, we sound when you so go, smug. Yeah, we when, well, so when you go into that, like, when you when you enter into that institute, I do feel like you should take it serious. And five months to me, I'm wasting two hundred. Thousand. It's the two allegedly. Grand I, it's the two hundred grand I care about, man. Like I could have done something with that. Well, man. if they were using black vendors, then I don't mind. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, you always got to bring it back to the black. Um, cool. All right. Well, yeah, that's that. So, guys, I don't know. Are we being a little bit sanctimonious? Please chime in in the comments if you know we are, and if if, if we if, you know. As I did say, we are probably the least qualified people to talk on this. But from outsiders looking in, it it, it does it does feel like that a little bit. But anyway, right. let's get on to the meat. Okay. Um, Harry 
Our meaty story today. Our meaty story today. Harry is back in the news. Again. Um, and I think there was a, a collective sigh and groan from everybody. That when, Harry's back in the yeah, news. Well, yeah. Harry has a documentary that's coming out. Um, so it's a bit crazy because we had Harry and Meghan's documentary on Netflix. But this is now Harry has a book mm-hmm. to be released. And now he has an interview kind of talking about the things that are in the book. Mm-hmm. And... With that, it's come back out again. The excerpts that have been released, he's going at his dad and his brother for not wanting to reconcile with him. So we're we're back here again. But for when I was looking into it, I really wanted to talk about like sibling rivalry. Yeah. What that is, like what our thoughts are on that as well, and how this is continuously playing out in this family for mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. And now we have the new the newest ones on the block still living out the same types of sibling rivalry. I think, I think the Harry situation is interesting because although I don't necessarily agree with everything he and Megan have done, I do believe what he is trying to do. And he's going up on a, a, he's going up against a machine. An institution. And what he's trying to do is break generational curses. And we talk a lot about generational curses and breaking these generational curses. And it's one thing to do it on a level of like, uh, quote unquote, ordinary people. Mm. But it's quite another thing to do it when you're born into an institution such as the royal family. And absolutely everything you do, everything you say is scrutinized by the world's media. Well, he's going to the media now. I think it's I think doing... it's it's also strategic because if you if so let's just say he's like right I I'm going up against the machine literally he has to use the machine against the machine so you have to kind of he has to do what he's doing in order because otherwise there's no way he can do it well it's do you want to heal your family or do you want people to turn against them and I think that's no, the question that's, well 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 the, the answer I don't think is necessarily clear cut because I think sometimes in healing your family, people may go against you. Yeah, but it's doing it publicly. Do you do you really want to have a relationship with your dad and your brother? Why, if you do, I don't think courting the world's opinion on your situation is the answer. But I think you're both playing the same game. It's it, just. If you're un, if you're unable to have effective communication with your dad and your brother, yeah, privately, yeah, okay, so maybe you should do it publicly. So, so, but so, but maybe by doing it publicly, you almost cajole them into having to respond and go into an open dialogue. I mean, he because, could be hoping that that's the the end scale of it. That mm-hmm. could be his hope. Okay, but as we said in the title we're looking at sibling rivalry from a parenting perspective. So let's specifically look at Charles and his handling of the situation. And I think even though we talk about the institution and the the firm that they, you know, so their situation is different in that respect. Although I, I also think it's not necessarily that different because I think in, in regular families, the firm can also be likened to the wider the elders, family, yeah. the elders. Yeah. And so sometimes as a parent, you know, you will feel you know what's best for your children, how to manage your children. But a lot of the time, we're still also have a feeling that we have to 
live up to the expectations of the firm, i.e. the the elders, mm-hmm. the extended family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so how do you think Charles ha- has, number one, how, has, how do you think he's managed it? And how do you think he should be managing it? I don't it? think Charles is actually equipped to be an effective parent because I don't think he was parented effectively. I think they have generations of people where there are too many other bodies in between your family business. And that's the problem. The fact that you can't have clear communication with your son where he has to put things in emails to you mm-hmm. really suggests to me that you are not an effective parent. Like there's there's a lack of parenting there. To have to schedule in time to see your grandparent, that to me is is mad. It doesn't matter if it's the queen. That that's somebody's grand that's mm. somebody's grandmother. All of those things I just think as a family structure they're lacking fundamentally and they do have this problem with siblings we sit generation after generation the queen and her sister they had issues as well Mm -hmm. and her sister would always say there's a lack of care like she can't just talk to her properly Mm -hmm. so for charles it's like yeah he's he's not being a good father because really you take the matter in hand this isn't for handlers you as their for as their father as the king you get your two sons mm. together. But I guess the other thing is, if you're even doing that, he could have, Harry, this is what you've you got to do. And if Harry is like, no, where yeah. do you go from there? I if think... your child, if you're trying to regulate it and one kid is like, okay, I, I'm doing it this way. And the other one is like, actually, whatever you say to me, I'm going to go public. Although he's saying whatever I say to them comes out publicly. Yeah. Uh, is it not? the the polls are we not doing the polarity are you not both doing the same thing yeah, yeah one's doing it facelessly and you're doing it with your face it's the same thing i do wonder because what you just said about charles bringing his sons together now i haven't followed the the documentary in depth but to me as a father with two sons i'm like in my mind i don't understand how it can get to this point so for example you know Two boys, they're close in age, and they're actually really, really close. Okay, and a kaijo. However, boys are boys, mm. siblings are siblings, and they have they do have their their little spats. And in the beginning, when they used to have these spats, I I could literally feel the inside of my yeah, mind yeah, exploding because I'm go, like, no, 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 I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't exactly. have this. But then as it you goes on, spiral. you don't want it to spiral and whatnot, have you? But then as it goes on, you realize. Number one, these things generally, because they're so small, they they, yeah. they work themselves out. And you learn also when you actually really need mm-hmm. to step in yeah. and mediate between the two. And it just feels like from the outside looking in, there has absolutely never been that. And that's what I find really strange. Well, you know, in some families, it's not seen as a problem for siblings to not talk to each other. Yeah, that's weird. And... That's the, I think that's the thing. It's like, you know, if you're in a family where you could go years and you haven't spoken and there isn't to me any elders that step in to call a meeting or something to try and find out and mediate as to how you can have some type of a relationship again, that becomes normal. It becomes like, okay, this is, this is what we do. We don't speak for years. But, you know, it's it's weird because I get that not all siblings can be batty and bench. Mm And so some siblings, they may not talk, but they don't have necessarily any issues. Yeah, you're just not close. But then 
is that also like, so is that okay to have that situation and be like, well, no, that's just how we are. Or, or is so. that also a point where actually elders or somebody needs to step in and be like, actually, no, you need to. If be somebody to is hurting, like, like how Harry is, he's clearly in distress that mm. his family has broken apart. Then I think it is for somebody to step in and, and try and create a healing situation. If, everybody is fine with how it is and it's just like, I'm just not close to my siblings and you've created your new family which is like your friends or mm. your cousins or whatever I don't think there's anything wrong as with long that. as it's not bad blood yeah as long as there isn't any animosity but for media stories creating documentaries literally living out this same narrative all the time some type of healing needs to take place mm. and Charles as the king he has got that title you need to lean into it a little bit more. I think he has to do something about it. I, I most definitely think that the royal family are are moving into a phase where they need to evolve. Yes. Um, because as Harry kind of continues to make this public, and although people are getting tired of, of the Harry and Meghan... Uh, woe is me story. Woe is me story. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, people will start also piping up and talking about Charles as a parent, mm. William as a brother. And the royal family for, since time in memoriam, have had this thing of never complain, never explain. And I think we we live in a time now where so much is played out in the media, um, on social media, that actually this ideology of never complain, never explain mm, is going to make you look... Yeah, definitely very complicit yeah and yeah it's like you can't hide behind it no no and it, just in all walks of our society now even with brands it's like people are they want brands to state their values yeah what do you stand for the royal family is not exempt from that like just celebrities like showing more of their their lives mm -hmm. in order to keep people's attention mm -hmm. the royal family is exactly the same you can't just have a child roll them out on a step and do a photo it's just not going to cut it anymore we're, we're living in a different time so they have to evolve this actually permeates into most families are going to deal with very similar situations not to this scale but you're going to have people that fall out if you guys are put in this role as leaders as true influencers to nations, how are you dealing with this? Mm. It's not okay to not deal with it and for it to just carry on. You have to actually find some solutions. That I would give them something, at least it would be worth taxpayers' money if they actually set some type of standard instead of a rolling flippin' extenders of drama with them. It's like, have some solutions. Do something to help society. It's, it's ironic, really, because, you know, you making that East Est and EastEnders reference is them keeping stum about, stum about everything is actually providing us with more drama. Yeah. Because then we can we can we do what our brains are going to do. Yeah. We are going to reach different types of conclusions. Yeah. But also, you know, feeding the media with stories against Harry and Meghan as well. That's not a lie. That's mm. absolutely true. Yeah. Because we know within that time, William and Kate were going through stuff and his alleged affairs were coming out. And then we weren't hearing about that. I think absolutely Harry has been made in parts a sacrificial lamb. You know, I think from since he was a teenager. 
for his for his brother to yeah. to to cover up and and I can understand his anger towards them I, and I can understand him being in spaces and environments where he would be meeting people who are whose ideologies and and the way they've grown up is different and outside from the royal family mm. so I can totally understand where he is yeah um, yeah yeah because of how his family it's is it's like coming out of a cult <laughs> Yeah. And so he's like grieving and angry and you want to get your story out there to get it out of you. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely get it. But at the same time, it is like there needs to be a period of quiet and healing that takes place for him and, yeah. and Megan. Yeah. And then maybe you can talk about it from um, a, a different standpoint and maybe things will shift in a little way. But mm -hmm. at the moment now, it just feels like screaming at people to join you in your like trying to get them to be the bad guys and i do think there's in all relationships there's going to be bad on both sides yeah yeah and i and i again so you you've watched it i haven't but what i would like to see more of and not just in harry i just think in humans in general whenever somebody's telling a story of how somebody has done yeah. them wrong i'm always interested when somebody is also able to say and talk freely about the part that they played yeah i did in the this wrong in doing. that yeah, i exactly. did this i shouldn't have done that this that and the other i don't you watched you did you watch the whole thing there is i can't see much um self-reflecting in it um other than to me what i was getting was just from the other side from the royals that still have their titles mm -hmm. was there was a jealousy to the first spate of media courting Harry and Meghan and them being so favourable. Okay. And it seems like, you know, Buckingham Palace and all of the other palace offices decided they were going to change the narrative. Right. And feed negative stories. And then I guess the easiest thing to jump on is race in that. Yeah. For me, is how I'm yeah. reading it. No, yeah, 100%. And then you're obviously... I do think that most people are racist. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to jump on that narrative because you have that, that parasite in you already. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was initially race-based. I, I think, think it's that probably story way was more class and just Harry kind of fishing outside of the family pool, mm. so to speak. And I think it's way more that than her because in terms of... I don't think they cared at first. Mm. I mean, there probably was conversations in the background. Who knows? But I think I think they cared, but probably not to the extent time. that's been made out. Yes, she you know? was popular for a minute, yeah, and then it changed. And and that for me is also like what I'm seeing from Megan. That's the reeling effect because she was popular for a moment, and so she's now trying to deal with. Well, it's like it's a, you got Delta she definitely. It's like you get crazy vitriol at her mm -hmm. which wasn't there before and then they do show that a lot of it is bots as well yeah and like yeah. orchestrated attacks against her mm -hmm. so there's all of those bits in it but if things were going well fundamentally she would be fine with yeah. being a part of that institution yeah. and that to me is like i can't get behind you because you you lich if they had said yeah go to south africa you would have been lording it up with the africans yeah yeah so no, I, the, my sympathy only goes so far as hearing a, a tragic tale that somebody would say of how their family are no longer speaking. Yeah. That's the extent of it. I'm not invested. 
I, I, yeah, no, I, I have to agree with that completely because I, and I think this is always the thing with any story regarding the royal family is that I really always have to t- take a step back and be like, okay, it's still human beings mm-hmm. having human experiences, but ultimately, as a family, they're so far removed from anything any of us are, are really experiencing. And so for somebody like Megan, and also the thing of like, you know, she didn't really know anything about them. And like, come on, <laughs> Like, if, I mean, maybe she didn't, but that to me is like, no, are but, you crazy? The whole thing is, is that when you meet somebody, you do your due diligence. Well, you would hope most people would. And so if even if I give her, you didn't know anything about the royal family until Harry came along. But I guarantee, listen, if... Shanika down the road meets Devon and she finds out Devon lives in Hackney. She's, you know, before she gets involved, she's finding out everything about Devon. You're going to go looking. Do you see what I'm saying? And so Let to, alone a prince. You, you're you're going to do your, you're going to do your research. You're going to, you can't tell me that you're like looking at this man, I'm going to marry him, but you have no idea what that entails. I mean, you may not know the magnitude of it definitely being an american um there may be that disconnect but google is your friend yeah and so all you'd need to do is just google the family (laughs) i know for me if i was in her situation and i googled it i'm calling it off well on another side what black person really black or mixed race is going into the royal family and thinking you are going to be okay yeah no no, I was like, this, this, this was never going to be. We, we, maybe she could never like know how exactly it was going to play out, but this was never going to be all right. There was always going to be some issues. There was always going to be some issues. Side, side one. Um, this is still news though. So, mm. do you remember Shaman Durick? Oh my gosh! Yeah, 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 yeah. From back in the yeah, yeah. So Shaman Durick, he is on Instagram. If you want to see, he's a shaman. He purports to be able to heal you. He is now getting married to a princess from Norway. Oh wow! Okay. Yes. So, and on his page is just littered with Norwegians just cussing him daily. Oh why? Because he's a black man. Oh. Where the king has had to issue a statement out to the nation to be like, you cannot be racist to my future son-in-law. But also, on top of that, when they do get married, the princess somehow has decided that she is going to step down from royal duty. <laughs> <laughs> so we see how this, <laughs> this plays out. Yeah. She has been married before, and, mm. and she didn't step down from her royal duties when she was married to that man, who happens to be Caucasian. So, you know... This is this is a, it's an institution. It's yeah. like it's like Game of Thrones. Not yeah. anybody can not come any, in. Not anybody can come in. Well, listen. So it's a, it's an interesting one. We will see how this. We'll all see how out. it plays out. Um, but ultimately, what we're saying is is that Charles has failed in his care of duty to his sons um, to stop this from playing out that the way it has. Yeah, as much as you can as a parent. I think it's a part of your parenting duties to stepping when things are escalating. It's very hard if you are also a part of the escalation, though. Yeah. That's when it is about the village. It is about the other elders to come in and try and restore some healing. It's not easy, and it can take years. So the thing I was going to ask was, before we go, is as a parent, you, you know, ideally you're Switzerland, you're neutral, mm. right? But what if you are 
in no this this sibling is wrong yeah it's hard that then somebody else comes in but unfortunately for that family you have an uncle that is exceedingly dubious so you can't take his word for anything <laughs> and then you have another one who seems to be quite quiet mm. um but very family oriented yeah, as well so yeah, then yeah. that uncle or or the aunt as well yeah. and there like yeah. somebody another elder comes in not your aides not people that work for you or are being paid Mm. another person in the family that is the you know the the importance of aunties as well yeah. my other podcast that i'm on your aunties could never your aunties <laughs> are important so Anne should come in and start healing at this point i'm trying to think of a way to <laughs> to drop the chop house pod but uh, <laughs> yeah well done all right so listen let us know what you think sibling rivalry um as a parent, have you had to deal with it? How have you dealt with it? Um, how do you think Charles is dealing with it? How do you think the royal family is dealing with it in general? Please uh, pipe up in the comments. Let us know. Yes. Um, thank you for being here with us again. We will be back again tomorrow at 12. Yes. We have no idea what we're talking about yet, but stay stick to the socials. And if you see any news that you're like, actually, you guys talk about this. Please let us know. That would be great as well. That'd be very helpful. But yes, and we we started at 12 today. We started at 12. Very proud of ourselves. Very so tomorrow. Well. Clap for us. Yay for us. So we will see you back here 12, youtube.com slash meant to excel. That's it. Your knee. And I am Nana. I am Nee. She is <laughs> Nana. <laughs> See you tomorrow. See ya.